Welcome to Get Over the Hump Day. I'm your health and fitness coach, Amanda. Join me as I condense information from the latest health and wellness blogs and news stories so that you can feel like achieving a healthy lifestyle, body and mind is practical and within your reach. Thanks for joining me. Let's get started. Hey everyone, happy Get Over the Hump Day. This is Amanda. Today's segment is called Breathe to De-Stress for Success. Picture this. You are in the wild, alone, relaxing on a nearby rock, when you realize you are being stalked by a lion. Your palms start sweating. Your breath grows more and more shallow, signaling to your brain that something isn't right. Fight or flight. Your adrenal glands release a burst of adrenaline and you run. When we feel anxiety during the day at work or just for personal reasons, our body and mind goes through the same exact physiological process as an animal being hunted in the wild. Luckily, your boss is probably, probably not trying to eat you. But I guess you never know a person, right? I'm going to talk briefly today about how the digital world might affect your stress and anxiety, and then I'm going to read from an article I found recently in Forbes magazine about how the Navy SEALs breathe. I am a huge supporter of meditation and breathing through anxiety and stress, um, something I practice daily, and it's a really great article that puts it very simply um, a great breathing technique, and it's used by some of the most incredible people on this earth. We've talked before about this emotional, mental gas tank that we have. We've talked about how full it is first thing in the morning and how empty it gets after each choice you make. So I'm going to introduce this idea of social media as we talk about anxiety and stress today. Um and how important it is to really gain control over your social media use and the accounts that you follow. Um, scrolling through social media is not mindless. You might think when you're on your lunch break or on your coffee break or whatever that you're just mindlessly scrolling through social media. I don't know about you, but I have been a victim of getting home after a long day sitting on the couch and justifying that I've worked so hard and that I could totally sit here and just scroll, 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 and just get lost in this vortex of time. And I don't even know how much time goes by until I realize, like, I really need to stop. I always just say, like, oh, just one more picture or post or whatever, and it one turns into five and turns into, oh, and I got to get, like, a really good one, you know? We just start like bartering with ourselves. It's crazy, you know? So even listening to this podcast isn't mindless. Both of those things, they take up our mental energy. Um, obviously, one, they could both be positive. Um, they could both be negative. But you have the power to control the type of input you receive throughout your day through who you decide to follow, who you decide to listen to, etc. Positive accounts um, that promote, you know, a positive body image or healthy food options, workout inspiration, 
even friends, if, you, if what a friend posts doesn't make you feel good about yourself, don't follow them. Why is that such a big deal? I feel like that is so taboo that I even said that. Like, I would be just the worst friend if I didn't follow a friend. This is the world we live in, I guess, because, I don't know, I just, we all crave so much validation through social media, but what are we so afraid of? You shouldn't have to see anything or listen to anything that makes you feel less than happy, inspired, or motivated that choice is yours. I, you know, when I was journaling about this topic, I thought about that and I was wondering, how would it make me feel if one of my friends didn't follow me? Would I be mad? Would I understand? I feel like at first I'd, I was thinking, I can't believe she's not following me. Like, why would she do that? But then as I started to reflect and really kind of go into it a little more, I realized if she's not following me, I must really need to get one with myself because what am I putting on here that is so negative and so maybe even self-centered that my friend doesn't want to see it. Um, but I respect that and I think a good friend would. So just something to consider. Um, looking through these types of things, I mean, like I said, they're not mindless. On a subconscious or conscious level, you are actively judging yourself judging others, um, thinking, overthinking. There's so many mental processes that go on just from looking at a photo. Um, and that's that could be really detrimental to your stress and anxiety, especially the timing of when you are looking at these things. Did you have a really stressful morning and you think that during your break you can be scrolling through and doing just looking at whatever's going on Maybe you're going to start to get a little bit of FOMO, you know, fear of missing out, really wishing you were somewhere else other than work. Um, you go back to work after a lunch break feeling even more unmotivated. And next thing you know, you've really not been hitting your marks for the day. Stress is good. Did you know that? Stress can be really good. So I'm not saying that don't go on social media at all, but it's just the type of content the Yerkes Dodson Law Model for how anxiety affects performance is very popular. It's used by every psychologist. Well, you know, I use that word every very lightly, but it is very well known, very much used throughout sports psychology with some top-level athletes. Basically, it's a bell curve with performance along the vertical axis and arousal along the horizontal axis. Low arousal on the lower side of the bell curve equals a weak performance. And then as attention and interest and motivation increases, you reach a peak in the bell curve. When you reach this peak, it isn't high arousal. It's actually just your moderate arousal. You're moderately aroused. You have a moderate amount of stress and anxiety coursing through your blood and your brain. And this equals a strong performance. As you start to go down the bell curve, stronger anxiety begins to impair your performance. According to the Harvard Business Review, unfamiliar and difficult tasks actually might benefit from lower levels of arousal. So it's important to recognize that not every single task that you're doing requires a moderate amount of arousal. You don't always need to be feeling some stress in order to be successful. In fact, there are certain tasks that you go through throughout your day where a lower level of arousal is actually more 
productive leads to more productive responses. Persistence and stamina-based tasks, those require higher levels to increase your motivation and help you perform at a more optimal level. So take a look at what it is that you're doing. We've talked about, if you didn't already listen to it, go back and listen to it. It's 15 minutes, maybe less, about habits and how important it is to foster positive habits throughout your day. And beginning with creating a goal for yourself and then from there, going through your optimal daily list of things that you should do in a day to really reach your goals. Look at that list if you've already made it. If you didn't, I encourage you to go back and take a look at it. It's very effective and could be really helpful for you. But take a look at that list and then see what kind of arousal you might need. See where your stress and anxiety should land. Do you need that extra cup of coffee? Should you mellow out a little bit and try some breathing exercises, put away your phone, shut down social media, and get a little bit more focused so that you can be in your optimal level of stress and anxiety to perform in a more positive way? Again, how does social media fit into all of this? Well, you can increase your control over your choices. Control feels good. It's great to have, you don't need to have control all the time. It's great to not have control all the time, but you can control what you see, how often you use your screen time or engage in social media. Authenticity. Stress and anxiety can be impacted by inauthenticity. And this can occur on a very subconscious level when you're looking at certain accounts that might start making you judge yourself, commenting things that maybe you wouldn't say to someone's face if it doesn't reflect maybe who you are, posting things, making things maybe this happens a lot. You know, we post all the good things, but not all the bad things. And you might just be trying to cover up some of the negative feelings by posting good. And that can have a very positive effect. I am not turning that down whatsoever. People can find a lot of comfort through social media, but it can be a slippery slope. We tend to feel less stress and anxiety when we are being authentic, when you're being authentic with your choices and making decisions that reflect who you are and more importantly, who you really want to be. So I'm going to go into this article that I found. It's called How to De-Stress in Five Minutes or Less According to a Navy SEAL. Um, the article was created by Noma Nazish. She's a contributor for Forbes magazine. Honestly, I actually really loved this article. It was very recent, May 30th, 2019. Take a look at it. It goes into some awesome information about the brain and stress and anxiety, and then most importantly, how breathing really affects our brain. Kind of how we initially put you into that picture of being hunted in the wild in the beginning of this podcast. So here we go. Breathe like a seal. Breathing exercises, especially diaphragmatic breathing, strike the ideal balance of oxygen and carbon dioxide in the blood, triggering various internal mechanisms that promote relaxation, notes Dr. Symington. And what better techniques to master than the ones practiced by one of America's finest Special Ops Forces, from gathering intelligence and rescuing hostages to executing high-profile missions for Navy SEALs working efficiently under high pressure and in uncertain circumstances is part of the job. To stay focused and calm, SEALs practice this simple controlled breathing technique that helps them de-stress in a jiffy. Box 
breathing. This is awesome, guys. Pay attention. Box breathing. You could do this right now. I'm actually going to put you through it while I'm reading the article. So a little bit about it first. Box breathing is a technique that helps you take control of your automatic breathing patterns to train your breath for optimal health and performance, says Mark Devine, former U.S. Navy SEALs commander, New York Times bestselling author of The Way of the Seal and founder of The Seal Fit. It combines the practice of optimal breathing with parasympathetic activation, concentration, and mindfulness training, which is my favorite part. All you need to do is picture a box with equal sides, where the inhale, the holding of the breath, and the exhale are all four counts, approximately four seconds each. As you take in a breath for four counts, visualize traveling up one side of the square. Next, imagine moving across the top of the square during the four counts of holding your breath. Then follow the breath down the right side of the box on the exhale and watch it travel across the bottom of the square on the breath hold following the exhale. Repeat the pattern, says Dr. Symington. This visual provides a helpful anchor for your attention and quickly allows you to get into the flow of rhythmic breathing, adds the clinical psychologist. When we box breathe, we do so through our nostrils. This helps us draw the air deep into our lungs, slowing down the breathing rhythm and stimulating the vagal nerve, which runs throughout the central nervous system, says Divine. The vagal nerve affects heart rate, digestion, and releases neurotransmitters that activate the parasympathetic nervous system. The calming and focusing effects of this technique are noticeable within a, just a few minutes of practice. So, are you ready to try it? We're going to go for it. Here's a step-by-step -step guide. Start by sitting with your spine as straight as possible. Close your mouth and eyes and exhale all of the air out of your lungs. Next, inhale slowly through your nose, counting. One, two, three, four. Now close the valve at the back of your throat and hold your breath for that same count. When you do this, keep a slight lifting sensation as opposed to clamping down, causing pressure on your heart and lungs. Next, exhale slowly through your nose to that same count. One, two, three, four. Hold your breath again after the exhale, all the while visualizing that little box. So there you have it. You have just de-stressed the way a Navy SEAL would. Like I said, I am a huge supporter of rhythmic breathing. I think it's extremely important. I use it, honestly, probably every single day. So thanks for tuning in today. I hope there are some takeaways from today's episode that you feel confident and empowered to implement in your own daily life in order to help reduce your levels of stress and anxiety so that you can perform optimally as you set out to achieve your goals. Stress and anxiety will happen. It should happen. But you have the power to take control of what you're inputting into that big, beautiful brain of yours. And when in doubt, don't forget to breathe to de-stress for success. Stay tuned next week for a special guest running the show. Have a good week, everybody.